Figure facts for life. We just want you to be healthy. Health and happiness. If you pay attention to what goes in your body, you'll be amazed at the results. Fuel, nourish, and heal your body. Eating healthy. Well, well that's everything. Put the right fuel in. Take care of your engine. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Roberta Janeiro. Welcome to Figure Facts for Life. I'm your host, Roberta Gennaro. You know, I've been a registered dietitian nutritionist for over 30 years, and I am committed to share my expertise and the expertise of my colleagues to help you to better understand how to fuel, nourish, and heal your body for good health. I have a special guest on with us tonight, today, and his name is Dr. Keith Singletary. He is a nutritional scientist from the University of Illinois. Woohoo! That's my alma mater. And I am bringing him on to share his wisdom about basil. So uh, with that, Keith, I want to just say welcome. Great. Well, thanks. As you mentioned, uh, I uh, am a retired professor of nutrition from the Department of Food Science and Human Nutrition at the University of Illinois. I've had a long-term interest in understanding how plant constituents uh, can improve our health and prevent disease, and especially a focus of my research was on cancer protective agents. Uh, For three years, I was a director of the Functional Foods for Health program, a joint program between the Chicago and uh, Urbana-Champaign campuses. Currently, I'm, I'm interested in researching and writing scientific overviews on the potential health benefits of herbs and spices, and I'm doing this for the McCormick Company. You may ask why. Um, spices, I think, are important to our diet. Oh, and, I agree. Uh, And we want to have them in there to improve the enjoyment of food. But with a current interest in food and health, I asked what science is there, especially in human studies, that might support any benefits of herbs and spices because they are often used in traditional medicines. So that set the background for why I'm interested in this area. Okay. And, you know, just to give our listeners a little background, I actually love basil myself and was Googling, you know, who could I talk to about the health benefits of basil? Who's done, you know, the most research or has done a review of the literature? And um, Dr. Keith Singletary's name came up and I thought, wow, the connection with the University of Illinois was great. So we connected, and I'm so glad that we did. I, you know, I, I've been reading about some of the health benefits of basil because lately, I don't know why, I'm craving it like crazy. <laughs> I actually, there's a little um, Italian, like kind of mom and pop grocery store, a little shop next to our home, and it's in Niles, Illinois. It's called Manelli's, and they actually make homemade basil pesto like my grandmother used to make and they put it in their freezer and I have been purchasing it for years now lately it's become my new sandwich spread I put it on my sandwiches I put in the morning I put it on a bagel with some tomato and avocado with a little sea salt and I'm in heaven and so I thought you know what let's talk about What are some of the benefits? Now, I know from what I've read, you know, they're talking about antioxidant benefits, which I get because it's a bright green, you know, leaf, right? So any greens are going to have those carotenoids, they're going to have flavonoids in them, right? And have that possible antioxidant benefit, as well as an anti-inflammatory benefit. And then, 
you know, even some antibacterial benefits they mentioned in, you know, some of the, uh, you know, when you Google basil, you'll get like, oh, the five top benefits of basil and stuff. But I wanted to talk with a scientist and and really somebody who's done a review of the literature on basil and specifically human studies looking at these benefits. So, you know, are there human studies looking at basil first and foremost? Uh, Yes, there are. Um, Actually, uh, a lot is written and claimed about the benefits of spices and herbs from experiments, you know, in cell cultures and other non-human models. And this is important information to give us background right. uh, context. But, you know, what what do we know from human studies, um, particularly if they've been done at levels we have in our food and drink? Um, and there have been some studies conducted with basil. Um, a lot of these have been done um, in India using a cultivar of basil called Called, uh, Tulsi. Mm. Um, and what they have found uh, is that in uh, several studies, there is what I call an emerging evidence that they may have benefit and may assist in maintaining normal blood glucose and blood cholesterol levels. Wow. Um, I need to, you know, clarify there's limitations that not all of these studies were studies called uh, randomized control trials, which are kind of the gold standard for understanding whether a human study is of sufficient quality. Uh, some of them didn't have a lot of people. Some of them did not even use uh, leaves or the powdered leaves. They used chemical extracts, and they didn't last very long. I think the longest one was about 13 weeks. But given that, um, there was some consistent benefit that they noticed. Um, And as far as making specific recommendations, I think there's still incomplete data, but there's something there that needs to be examined further. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking for myself personally and some of my uh, clients that where do you eat basil? It's usually, you know, tossed on maybe a pasta dish. Uh, maybe it's a pasta primavera, so you've got some vegetables there. Or, like I said, you know, I'm putting it on a sandwich where I'm incorporating some tomato and avocado and that kind of thing. And also, what's really popular in a lot of restaurants, Italian restaurants specifically, is like the um, caprese salad, you know, with the basil leaf and slice of fresh mozzarella and tomato, uh, but also some of the Asian cuisine, uh, Thai cuisine and, and Japanese, Chinese, they use basil as well. And a lot of those dishes have vegetable incorporated and that kind of thing. So I'm just wondering, you know, is the reduction specific to adding basil, like a supplement of basil? in those studies or, you know, what what does that study look like? Well, that's a really good question because that's uh, one of the things you really need to evaluate in some of these studies. A lot of them were done, uh, some of them I'll say were done, specifically those in which uh, the researchers extracted uh, some of the plant chemicals, the phytochemicals from basil and then gave, I guess in supplemental form you would say, 
these basil extracts. Other times, uh, a few actually had them add basil to our typical diet, and some put basil into capsules. I see. So I think we're talking more in this regard about supplemental basil. I see. And uh, it's still unclear, you know, if you put how much you need to put onto foods uh, and how long in your in your life, your lifestyle, do you need to continue to do this to have any purported benefits? And these are areas that uh, need to be further investigated. But uh, although there's unanswered questions, I think it's uh, fair to say keep basil in mind for elevating the enjoyment of your your foods and drinks. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, also, have you read anything uh, referring to the antibacterial properties of basil? There are some, but uh, most of what I'm aware is in cell culture studies. So um, right now, there is not a lot of, uh, I would say, human studies, maybe some animal studies. Gotcha. There have other been areas, other areas of health that have been examined in some of these uh, Tulsi studies uh, regarding um, maybe uh, your memory, your mental health, stress, anxiety, okay. um, things like that. But there are so few, it's, it's, uh, I'm not confident in the results right now, but they did seem to be beneficial. So they're showing promise. There is some you know, research that's showing promise. There just needs to be more research done, human studies, looking at maybe normal consumption yes. of basil and seeing if they are noting a documented benefit, like you said, potentially a reduction in glucose levels or better glucose tolerance. Uh, sugar tolerance, and also with reduction in uh, lipid levels, such as your total cholesterol. These things, you know, even there was an article in the Journal of Nutrition and Cancer referring to some of the phytochemicals uh, in basil that naturally prevent or can help prevent certain types of cancers. So what are your thoughts on on that? You know, when it comes to um, people saying, you know, basil can be used potentially uh, as a cancer preventative measure? Well, I think uh, there's not uh, much that uh, has been done to look at basil as far as cancer protective. You know, basil and these spices and herbs are just a uh, just a big mixture of phytochemicals. And some of them in basil are also present in, in other uh, spices, for example, right. cinnamon or clove okay. or ginger. So... Um, you uh so if you don't like variety. basil you're going to you could potentially get these chemicals from other um, foods right absolutely yeah. and i think what's interesting about the studies we've been talking about is there does not seem to be uh reported any adverse effects now these studies only lasted 13 weeks so you know, it's not to suggest that longer consumption would uh necessarily have no side effects but Keep in mind that these are these are uh, basil in particular has been used for you know many many years in traditional medicine, so it's okay. unlikely that they're going to be uh, problematic. Right. I, I should add though that you know sometimes uh, uh, people who may have type two diabetes or problems in controlling their blood cholesterol. Um, 
hasn't been well studied how consumption of these would benefit or add to such uh, med- uh, medical strat- strategies. So I think we need to keep in mind that uh, this also is an important area that needs to be evaluated in the future. Right. And, you know, I think I've talked about this on other podcasts, but I believe that when it comes to human studies and really separating out one particular compound and and how that has an impact, it's challenging. Would you agree? Yes, because I think um, hanging all your results on one compound, especially with a complex mixture that are present in spices and herbs, um, I think is really uh, uh, a stretch, mainly because they're a a cocktail of all these different phytochemicals that one result of their benefits may be from them interacting together in a positive way. So I think we need to be careful saying, well, one particular phytochemical is responsible. Right. I agree. And, you know, one of the reasons why I started using basil pesto on, like I said, on my sandwiches or on a bagel in the morning or over pasta at night with some vegetables. I really love the flavor of it. And its base is olive oil. And we've been talking about the Mediterranean diet on this podcast and how health, you know, the health benefits of the Mediterranean diet and getting somewhere between two and four tablespoons of olive oil in your day has shown to be really healthful for people. So I just, that's the way I'm adding the olive oil in. I'm not too crazy about a lot of people like to dip their bread in and stuff straight up. I'm not that crazy about it, but with the basil pesto and the other components in there, you know, you've got pine nut, you have uh, garlic, right? And a little tiny bit of Pecorino Romano. And and those, so those components in of themselves have some health benefits. So to me, it's just kind of my favorite, like I said, it's my new favorite sandwich spread. Um, But the last thing I wanted to ask you about, if you saw anything in the research as far as basil having a natural, uh, it it being a natural adaptogen where it helps... um, the body with stress? Well, there were um, a few studies, again, from those that were conducted uh, with this Tulsi basil. Okay. Um, they did seem to have a modest benefit for reducing stress, anxiety, and possibly memory. When I looked improving, at those, those, improving those memory? Were, Pardon me? Improving memory? Improving memory, and these were positive benefits. The issue uh, that is a concern is that these were done more with supplements and extracts of uh, basal uh, chemical extracts, and whether or not that translates into regular addition of basil to your diet, uh, that's really not known. I think when you were talking, it's an important point to bring up if basil... If you love the flavor of basil and you want to add it to vegetables to increase your consumption of vegetables, that in itself is worthwhile for using basil. Yes. Uh, To improve the overall health, you mentioned the Mediterranean diet, the overall health 
through a balanced uh, diet with more plant components. Right. So I think that's an important thing to mention about spices and herbs as well. Right. And yeah, so everybody has their different taste flares and stuff, but I think there's so much more research that needs to be done in this area because it's so exciting to me that food can almost be used like a natural way to um, keep you healthy and and vital and, you know, maybe even slow the progression of aging just by the antioxidant benefits of some of these herbs and spices. So, you know, I, I'm just excited for the research that you're looking into and the work you're doing with McCormick, I think, is um, amazing. And you might want to just talk a little bit about how they started um, a research center, you said? Yes, uh, several years ago, uh, McCormick uh, uh, established a McCormick Science Institute, and you can find it uh, on the Internet at McCormickScienceInstitute.com. And they particularly wanted to better understand what are the health benefits of herbs and spices, particularly when it's used in uh, uh, typical culinary uh, purposes in your food or drinks. So they established this. Um, I've been writing some scientific overviews for the last 11 years for them. But what I think is very positive is that they have been funding human studies to take a look uh, at are there any benefits. And these studies are published in peer-reviewed journals, and you can find them on the website. Okay. So I think it's uh, tremendous that they would want to get a better look at it and that they um, have work that is going to be reviewed by other scientists before being published. So it's, uh, I think it's really positive, and I'm glad they took that step. Well, I agree, and I just want to thank you for joining me today. Um, this, we're with Dr. Keith Singletary. He's a nutritional science out of the University of Illinois. He has retired to Florida, and I don't blame him because <laughs> we're getting ready for winter to come But um, here in Chicago. But I just want to say thank you for joining me. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Figure Facts LLC. That's all one word, F-I-G-U-R-E-F-A-C-T-S-L-L-C. Thank you for listening in to Figure Facts for Life. I'm Roberta Gennaro. Ciao, ciao for now.